0: Welcome into the Talking Tide podcast on the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm Chase Goodbread, your sports columnist with the Tuscaloosa News. I'm joined by Travis Ryder, the senior analyst at BamaOnline.com. The Talking Tide podcast available to you wherever you get your podcasts, including the Apple app. You can get us on YouTube and Facebook Live and recorded as well. Twitter feed is talking underscore Tide. Catch links to all our podcasts. Uh, with a follow on Twitter. And quickly, we want to thank our sponsors, Peter Brook, Chocolatier of Tuscaloosa, North River Dental Associates, DraftKings, and Raycon. More on all of them a little bit later in the program, though, Travis. But here in this midweek edition of the podcast, we preview Alabama's upcoming home game against Louisiana Monroe, a program that, of course, infamously hung an L on Nick Saban's first team back in 2007. Uh, Alabama uh, favored by 49 in this one, which we'll probably mm. touch on a little bit later in the program. Uh, and uh, Nick Saban, in no uncertain terms, at his Wednesday news conference, Travis, uh, did not appreciate any suggestion that, that uh, it's a lightweight coming in on Saturday.
1: Yeah, Nick got served up a cement mixer in his Wednesday presser, and uh, he deposited it.
0: As you might expect out
1: there deep into the left center field bleachers, but no, Terry Bowden, no stranger to matchups with Alabama, the former Auburn head coach. We haven't seen Terry coach a team in Tuscaloosa yet. That'll change on Saturday. And unfortunately for Terry this time around, there's Nick Saban on the other sideline instead of some other Alabama coaches. And, uh, he won't have Steven Davis this time. He won't have Patrick Nix. He won't have to Keo Spikes and some of those other cats that he coached during his time in the '90s down on the plains.
0: Junior Rose Green,
1: oh, on, you know. Otis Mounds, <laughs> Fort Lauderdale Dillard, if yeah. you might recall that yeah. pipeline down there. James Bostick, uh-huh. right? Yeah, I don't know
0: if I could go. I don't know. If I could Man, go we've done it right. We've we've we've, yeah, that, we've but gone but right I mean, down a rabbit you. hole. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we have. Uh, yeah. ULM coming to town though. Uh, Alabama, of course, coming off a narrow victory over the University of Texas. Lots for Alabama to work on in this game. Uh, what, are you, what are you looking to see from Alabama, Travis, as any potential sign of improvement, which isn't always easy against a team like ULM coming in from the Sunbelt Conference. Uh, but nevertheless, there are at least a few areas where if Alabama performs well, it could be encouraging.
1: Yeah, I think offensively, man, you want to see some explosive plays in the passing game involving wide receivers specifically. We've seen them from uh, Jameer Gibbs. We've seen explosive plays from Jason McClellan. Really want to see some of these wide receivers do something vertically that we haven't seen in the first couple of games. I think consistency in the run game. You know, the explosive plays have been there. Alabama with three runs of 50 yards or more in two games, that's more than they had in 15 games a year ago. So that's a good thing. But just down in, down out productivity when they do want to run the football. And, you know, I'll be interested to see the approach Alabama takes offensively coming off that performance at Texas. Do they go with a continuation of Bryce and tempo and spread the field and just come out with him doing his thing and trying to kickstart these receivers? Or is it more of a return to running back centric, just uh, continuing to develop an identity of sorts for this offense moving forward? What about you?
0: Yeah, no doubt. You you certainly want to see some downfield passing. I believe I saw the longest pass play for Alabama this year through two games has been 30 yards. Um, And it's important to stretch. It's going to be important to stretch the field vertically when Alabama gets into SEC play, however they can. That said, we've heard Nick Saban say a couple of times now that a real priority up front with that offensive line is moving people and being more physical and kind of creating a new line of scrimmage in the run game. He's not crazy about the push that they're getting up front for the for the running backs on a down-in, down-out basis. And so because of that, uh, you, you may see him pounded, at least for a while.
1: Yeah, I think the run game will certainly be emphasized. Um, but I still feel like this offense obviously runs through Bryce Young. So uh, I think you got to get him comfortable. And if, as a sort of byproduct of that, you get these receivers involved earlier, it almost felt felt like the passing game got stagnant last week. Um, They came out with the two backs a good bit and tried to run the football, ran the football effectively. I know some Alabama fans have talked about this week that perhaps Alabama got away from the run game. If you go look at the second and third quarters of that game, though, it wasn't like they got away from Jameer Gibbs and Jason McClellan. They just weren't effective. So I think that goes back to what you're talking about. Got to be more of the guys up front imposing their will and Alabama being able to run the football when it wants to, not just when it can. So, yeah, I'm I'm with all that on offense. And so, uh, you know, how they go about all that and Bill O'Brien and the approach and understanding you're not going to empty the playbook against ULM. You shouldn't have to. Uh, that's kind of the point here. ULM, if you tell them what's coming, you your Alabama, you should still be able to to be effective.
0: Personnel wise, and what Alabama does up front and at wide receiver is going to be interesting to watch as well. A couple of uh, personnel questions on the defensive side too, I think, will be curious. But on offense, how do they look on that on that left? I say left side, left guard, the center position. Uh, you know, do we see some Seth McLaughlin in this game? Uh, Darian Dalcourt didn't have his best game against Texas. Kendall Randolph definitely did not have his best game against Texas, and JV and Cohen saw some action. So what happens there rotation-wise, and what happens with the rotation on the receivers? Uh, We know Tyler Harrell, the transfer from Louisville, who's uh, allegedly uh, the deep threat on this team or potentially the deep threat on this team, won't be ready to go, Nick Saban said on his SEC media teleconference today, uh, that Harold's foot injury isn't quite healed yet. So it'll be somewhere down the road uh, that we'll see him uh, get out there. Uh, but, you know, there are some guys. You know, maybe Isaiah Bond's the guy you see a little bit more of, because he does have some some deep speed, I think, Travis. That's one to watch speed-wise.
1: Here's what I like about Bryce, too, among the many things, is that if you're open, he will put the ball on you, just like he did Isaiah Bond on the extended Mm -hmm. play last week that Bond couldn't come up with, so... You know, Bryce isn't one of these quarterbacks where if he goes to you once and you don't make the play, well, then he doesn't come back to you for a while. If you are open, he is going to put it on you. What about Ja'Cory Brooks? Mm -hmm. Uh, I kind of think, given the way he performed in the fourth quarter, you want to talk about guys that might be deserving of starts this week. Maybe Ja'Cory Brooks is one of those guys. Now, you know, Treshawn Holden, to his credit, did step up his game in the fourth quarter also. So it could be status quo. Uh, with those top three. But Ja'Cory was very impactful. You mentioned Javion Cohen and Kendall Randolph there at left guard. Yeah. From a personnel perspective, there's going to be some interesting things to watch in pregame warm-ups and into the game Saturday afternoon.
0: All right, Travis. When it comes to the Warhawks, uh, question for you, sir. Best name of anyone oh, on one. Alabama's schedule. I'm going to give you two options. One – Bumper Pool of Arkansas, who, of course, has has played Alabama about seven times now. And two, Boogie Knight. Uh, It's Boogie Knight.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's Boogie Knight. Yeah, the slot receiver for the Warhawks. Um, I do a top five opposing players at every position during the offseason at BamaOnline.com. Boogie Knight made my top five receivers just based on his name. I mean, he had good numbers last year. Yeah. But you think I wasn't gonna put him on on top five opposing wide it. receivers with Gotta that name? It. And look, Boogie's not his real name, but you know, absolutely he had to be on there. And so, yeah, it's a uh, no, it's a it's a it's a zone read based offense with ULM. Uh, you've got a quarterback in Chase Rogers who doesn't throw many picks off of zone read action. Uh, and that's an interesting thing to watch. I know we'll get more into the defense coming up here in a little bit
0: because takeaways
1: haven't been a big part of this team uh, to this point through two games either.
0: Now let's go ahead and jump in on defense right now. And on, on the back end of the show, uh, we'll bounce around the SEC uh, like we typically do. Uh, but uh, pass rush, definitely something that, that I think Alabama fans are looking for a little bit more for, um, you know, Will Anderson, kind of quiet against Utah State. That was a little bit by design with the way USU got the ball out so quickly. Had four penalties against Texas. Uh, He did come up with a couple of big plays, a huge sack uh, in the fourth quarter. But he and Dallas Turner, uh, people excited to see them. Didn't see a ton of Chris Braswell in the Texas game. Mm -mm. Uh, So we'll, we'll be watching for that as well, right?
1: Yeah, I think Texas, it was more about personnel than it was getting the ball out quickly. I thought Sark did a nice job with the extra offensive lineman in the game. That may have kept Alabama out of some looks that perhaps it would have been in otherwise, although they were more early down associated, I think, than, say, nickel and dime package pass situation stuff. Um, So, yeah, and you know something else we haven't seen, and probably because, uh, again – Opposing offenses have been more centered on the edges and the perimeter in the passing game. Hands in passing lanes, right? Uh, through two games, I don't think you've had an Alabama defensive lineman or linebacker get a hand on a football. Mm-hmm. And that a lot of times will help you where takeaways yeah. are concerned. You get the ball deflected and then you get some safeties there. or Linebackers able to make some plays. Uh, maybe we'll see some of that this week, too.
0: At the cornerback spot, we saw Terry and Arnold make a couple plays against Texas. Um, Kyrie Jackson had a little bit of uh, trouble, for sure, particularly in the first half. Is that a competition that you see maybe tilting Arnold in Arnold's direction here?
1: I think if you pulled the fan base right now anyway, Chase, they would side with Terry and Arnold. I think just based on the Texas game of those guys, including – Kool Aid McKinstry, he was probably Alabama's most steady performer there at the cornerback position. So it wouldn't come as a surprise this week to see number three back out there after making the start against USU a couple of Saturdays ago. But Nick continues to say that that's pretty much an ongoing competition. I did think it was interesting Saban's comments in relation, um, you know, earlier in the week to. Uh, Eli Ricks, right? I don't know how those struck you, but uh, they they were interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The betting line on this one, Travis, Alabama favored by 49. Such a fat (laughs) number. Uh, Where do you fall on this one? I haven't made a score prediction, Uh, but I think I'd have to get the point. I thought 40, right? Yeah,
1: I mean – I think of it as if I lay those points, I'm down 49 to nothing at kickoff. <laughs> it's hard to do. That's hard for me to put my head around.
0: Same. Same.
1: You know. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, I obviously I think Vegas is maybe thinking that after the offensive performance last week, and especially the struggles even with the passing attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might see more of not only Bryce Young into the second half this week, but also throwing it around more. You know, right. they need to see the ball go through the hoop, so to speak, a little bit on offense. So, you know, that's sort of where you have to be careful with that. Um but the uh, lack of explosiveness still for Alabama, even in scoring 55 against Utah State, it wasn't like it was a blitzkrieg as far right. as the vertical passing game is concerned or a quick strike approach so you know that's where the non offensive touchdowns get you to chase and Alabama is due in that area as well whether it's defense special teams uh you know Texas had a couple of those against uh ULM a couple of Saturdays ago one on a block punt and then another on a pick six so you got to be careful both ways
0: you do you do uh a very wise gambler once told me, Travis, about heavy underdogs, about big underdogs. He said, "If you like the points you're getting more than you like the team you're getting, you're probably not gonna win the game." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So let me keep it in mind. Uh, I, I'm gonna call that a stay away. If I had, if I had yeah, a- no, I, I wouldn't mess with yeah. it. That would yeah. be
1: the best advice I'd know to give on that one.
0: Ticket man, not liking this one either, <laughs> Travis. Uh, these are I, I, these games have become giveaways. Uh, you can get they're spring games. Bucks. They're a days. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. That's exactly right. I think these games used to uh, at least hold face value, um, at least come close to it anyway, but not not anymore.
1: No, these are games that you take Colin or Connor or Trevor or Trip. Or Mary Catherine Grace Louise yeah. to their first games. Yeah, it's kind of like a day is what it's become. It's you know if you want sort of a stress free trip at a better price than certainly yeah. an SEC affair and maybe even Vanderbilt in two weeks is going to be along these lines. Uh, but certainly this week, uh, you know, it's a it's a feel good trip to Tuscaloosa
0: friend of mine by the way off topic of ulm a friend of mine sold a pair uh an upper deck pair for alabama texas a m and this is post app state not pre-app state for 450. so that's those good t- those tickets are those tickets are still hot even and when i saw that app state score, my first thought was well there goes ticket there man. Goes that, the value less on that than right but it's uh it, it's at least far as I can tell, it's uh, the value on that, a- that A&M ticket still holding steady.
1: If you waited this past week at Texas, you, you didn't do great. I, I think they kind of bottomed out around 130 on the secondary market, mm-hmm. at least online, for Alabama-Texas. But that was still a lot better than the mid-twos that they were even a couple of days earlier. So wait. Always wait. Yeah, you should be yeah. able to get in, like you said, should be able to get in for basically free this week. Always. If, if, always, you want if, you're,
0: to. The, if you're the seller, it's always better to dump early. The sooner the better. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah no absolutely.
0: All right. The Talking Tide podcast going to move on here and thank a couple of sponsors. We're going to start out by telling you all about North River Dental Associates and that great service you get from his dental hygienist over there at North River Dental Conveniently located off of Watermelon Road at 1100 Fairfax Park. All the dental needs you might have, your family's dental needs, they will get them taken care of on a routine cleaning. You're going to be in and out of there in less than an hour. Teeth whitening services, always popular at North River Dental as well. They can absolutely do it all. As well, offering Botox and Juvederm treatments for those facial features. If you'd like to make an appointment, with Dr. Jack, former Alabama linebacker, Dr. Jack Smalley, uh, you can do it by calling 752 for an appointment or visit NorthRiverDentist.com. It's North River Dental Associates.
1: I'm going to tell you about Peterbrook Chocolatier right there at 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hill section of Tuscaloosa. You got back-to-back Home game weekends over at the University of Alabama campus. You can get those hand-dipped chocolate strawberries. That, of course, signature item, the chocolate-covered popcorn, the Alabama and Roll Tide themed treats are available to you as well, right there at Peterbrook Chocolatier. Chocolate lady in there all week. She's uh she's all over it this week. So Be sure to check her out. She'll have uh, all of your game day treats, all of your chocolate treats in general ready to go. And I've told you many times before, kind of the X factor there at Peterbrook Chocolatier is that outstanding gelato. A wide variety of great flavors from which to choose. If you love gelato, if you love ice cream, you're going to love gelato. Trust me. You need to check that out as well. Peterbrook Chocolatier, 1530 McFarland Boulevard North.
0: All right, DraftKings up next. The NFL's opening week was action-packed and just getting started. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and bigger wins with the DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. It is simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If they lead by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if the team loses. You're pretty much giving money away over at DraftKings for sign-up, but you got to use that promo code TPPN. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code TPPN. Get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any game. Again, promo code TPPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And finally going to tell you about the Raycon earbuds. You absolutely can't beat them. Those drive-by truckers are sounding fantastic <laughs> through my Raybud earbuds. Uh, Raycon, excuse me, Raycon earbuds uh, this past week, look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for that perfect in-ear fit. They will not budge once you get them in your ear, eight hours of play time. 32 hours of battery life and a better price than you'll find uh, with other brands. You just cannot beat it. Noise isolation, awareness mode, earbud tap functions, they have it all. So go to Raycon.com today and use promo code TPPN15 to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's TPPN15 at Raycon.com. Go get you some of those outstanding. Raycon wireless earbuds. And with that, Travis, uh, we're going to bounce around the SEC really quickly. Uh, we usually do that every week, these first couple of weeks of the season. I guess we're a little bit uh, remiss and uh, not going around the league like we normally do. But now that the schedule is kind of starting in earnest, uh, we'll get back going with that. Some games around uh, the league this week. Travis, Georgia travels to South Carolina penn state will travel to auburn for a non-conference clash msu on the road at lsu you got miami visiting texas a and m and you've got Ole miss visiting the yellow jackets of georgia tech that's a that's an interesting non-conference matchup of those uh six games what jumps out to you travis
1: Wow. Um, you know, for me, it might be Mississippi State LSU because I want to see which LSU shows up this week. Is it gonna be the LSU that we saw the first three quarters against Florida State in the opener? Or is it gonna be the LSU we've seen the five quarters since? Now last week it was Southern that LSU blew out. And a couple of years ago. The Pirates' first game as the head coach there at Mississippi State, or one of them anyway. Got it done. It was at the opener. He got it done in Death Valley. That's a huge early season SEC Western Division matchup. So, you know, I'm probably always going to go with the conference games, even over a matchup like Auburn and Penn
0: State. But what about you? Penn State, Auburn's going to be interesting. That's an acid test for the Tigers and Brian Harson for sure. So, I, I'm going to be real interested to see – how Auburn holds up in that one? Uh My spread, you know, Travis. I'm I'm such a sucker for those road favorites. And the whole <laughs> you, you me about they me got teeth. Yeah. Rusty, Rusty, yeah, yeah. Well, he's got teeth. I've I've been, so far I've I've uh, made public recommendations on two games this season, both road favorites. I'm yeah, one, I'm one and one. I barely pulled out uh, Tennessee as a road favorite in overtime against Pitt last week. The previous week, I had Utah as a road favorite at Florida and lost that one. So, I steam in uh, at one and one. And I'm offering up Penn State minus the three on okay. the road at all. Yeah.
1: So Well, at least thing? you've already seen this Penn State team
0: go in to a
1: place like Purdue and get a win on the road this season. Right. Yeah. And they've already gone into a pretty tough place uh, to open the season. And that was a hell of a game in West Lafayette. I just, I said it before.
0: I've
1: got the trust issues with both the quarterbacks in this game, probably more with T.J. Finley than I do Sean Clifford. But Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's James Franklin and all this who I don't trust a whole lot either. So we'll see.
0: Miami at Texas A&M, another interesting one for me. Travis, Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. Try- this is a matchup of former and assistants here.
1: Uh-huh. Uh,
0: Jimbo Fisher trying to get off the map, the mat, excuse me, following uh, the previously mentioned loss to Appalachian State. He'll be at home against Mario Cristobal and the Miami Hurricanes. Kind of hard for Mario to sneak up on AM after that App State game, though, Travis.
1: It is, but what the heck is AM going to do at quarterback? Is it still going to be Haynes King? It sounds yeah. like Jimbo isn't all that committed to Haynes after that performance by the AM offense uh, on Saturday against App State. So maybe it is Max Johnson that we see step in there. And it's got to happen now because you look at this stretch, it's not just Miami coming up. I mean, you've got Arkansas on the horizon for AM. You got the trip to Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if AM doesn't get it done this week, it could be three, four, five-game losing streak potentially for AM. Uh, I mean, I know he's got that big brass uh, spittoon of buyout <laughs> cash, full of buyout <laughs> cash,
0: but can Jimbo survive something like that too? Especially after the way they petered out last year. Yeah. Uh, beat Alabama yeah. and end up no showed four wake. games. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, Jimbo, Jimbo should feel some heat.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think there is heat, but I don't know if he feels it so good with that guaranteed deal. You know?
0: Yeah. I don't know if Jimbo <laughs> He's, you know, he's got he's got that heat. Country got road, heat shield.
1: <laughs> take me home to the place. I belong West Virginia. Hey, what about it? Maybe he, Jimbo in West Virginia next season.
0: A good match there. Yeah. 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 You know,
1: with the way things are going at WVU.
0: Yeah. yeah. Maybe, he's,
1: maybe. Yeah, that's probably the way Jimbo's looking at it right now. You want to give me $90 million or whatever I've got coming? I'll go back to West Virginia and be the homecoming hero, you know?
0: He's got NASA-quality heat shields, <laughs> right? I mean, he's got the heat shields they put on the shuttles, you know, with that, with that
1: buyout money. Teflon Jimbo.
0: <laughs> that is going to do it for this edition of the Talking Tide podcast. Be sure to join us for the Sunday nighter this weekend when we recap Alabama's home game against Louisiana Monroe. For Travis Ryer of BamaOnline.com, I'm Chase Goodbread, sports columnist with the Tuscaloosa News and co-host of Crimson Cover Television. And we will talk to you here in a few days here on Talking Tide.
1: Didn't know I had that John Denver in me, did you?
0: No, no. No, I want some more of that. We'll get some more of that next uh Yeah, no, Travioki. <laughs> Travioki. <laughs> All right, we'll see you, everybody.